What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is November 10th, 2021. It's Fightful. It's the post-AEW Dynamite podcast. Leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. Let's get the plugs out of the way. Listen, your boy, today, one of the most noteworthy we've ever done. All the latest on the Xavier Woods story that we broke this week. And boy, is that a doozy. You can read more on that. Not just on Listen, your boy, which covered the releases, backstage attitude problems, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but we're breaking news every day on FightfulSelect.com. Every day there will be an exclusive piece of news over there. Every day there's a podcast. FightfulSelect.com is the most direct way to support us. It's five bucks a month, 16 cents a day. But you know what? If, if you're like, God, you know what? I want to give them some more money. I want to I pay them more. FightfulMag.com. We've got a physical and digital magazine this month here from Shaza McKenzie, here from Taylor Hendricks. Beautiful tribute to Daphne. Also here from Dominic Mysterio. I interviewed him. Tons of other cool stuff in FightfulMag.com. This weekend, I am on the scene, Minnesota, watching this, this wonderful woman wrestle. Thunder Rosa popping up in the chat. Shout out to her. You know what? I'll plug her vlog right now because it kicks ass. It's really good. We're going to, my, my wife and I are going to take her to eat tacos in Lexington whenever she somehow ends up in Lexington, Kentucky. But uh, make sure you check that out as well. I'll be there this, this weekend doing the scrums, doing lots of coverage. We've got tons of podcasts between the distraction, Grapsity, the post AEW show. <sighs> There's a lot going on. I dropped an interview with Switchblade Jay White yesterday. I haven't even mentioned that. I got an AEW interview on Friday with Ethan Page. Jeez, guys. <sighs> We've got Alex Palowski here. We've got Robert D. Felice here. Alex, how you doing? One one day you'll learn to hit time cues. Well, well, one day, one day. Uh, I, I really, I really was hoping to get closer to to two hours uh, every week until we actually hit it. But we had a bit of a setback last night. Uh, there were just there were three three full songs requested to be sung as either William Regal or Tony D'Angelo. They paid us money, Sean. I, I got to do what the people Listen, want. If we get. Tony B versus Tony D WrestleMania main event sponsored by Jimmy's Johns. That's what I'm here for. Absolutely. I'm also here for all you wonderful people. Leave a thumbs up. You can donate a super chat on YouTube, but what we encourage are humper chats. That's right. When we say a match humps, we mean a match humps, especially here on hump day. And we have registered the domains humper chat and humperchats.com. Now, uh, admittedly, 20 years ago, that probably means something way different. Yeah. <laughs> probably means something way different. But uh, we encourage you to donate Humper Chats over on Streamlabs. It means an awful lot to us. You can support us directly and get your question or statement read right on the air. We've got Bobo Felice, who I will thank ahead of time because they always put in work on these AEW weekends, especially yeah, you know what though? They're my favorite weekends because AEW is actually really good. So that's what makes this fun, and I'm really excited. Bad, bad jam weird. Bad one jam beard says, "What does Tony D think of Thunder Rosa?" 
Well, actually, you know, uh, she's one of my favorite, uh, what do you call them, uh, female wrestlers. I'm not sure what, they, what is the proper way, women's wrestlers, lady wrestlers. Uh, but seriously, seriously, her match with Britt Baker last year, with the, the freaking blood all over the place, it was one of my favorite matches of the year. Gabagool, it's so fantastic. Legitimately, uh, thumbs up to Thunder Rosa. I'm sure she yeah. just swung by to say hi, but... Uh, doing great with her vlogs, and you know what? Uh, literally, anytime we're in the same city, I'm going to try to interview her. Uh, that's there's always something to talk about. We've already got one scheduled um, in a few weeks, but you know what? If I if I run into her in a hallway and have a phone in my hand, I'll be like, let's do an interview for two and a half minutes. Uh, so keep those super chats and humper chats rolling in. I love me some Sova says, shut up and take my money. Now that's how you do a go-home show. I'm so excited for Full Gear this weekend. Stay awesome, guys. Yep. Um, this was, uh, Alex, even before you popped in, I said, man, that was a hell of a wrestling yeah. show. And it was. It was one hell of a wrestling show. Brendan says, Rosa pops her nuts. and not just saying that because she's in the chat. It's a fact. I mean, it is. I, I sort of tongue-in-cheek but seriously type every time the Thunder Rosa pop with a little TM. Mm -hmm. It even worked on YouTube. Yeah. Like she ran in. She got a pop. And got a pop. So uh, we've got Alicia saying, thanks for the Switchblade interview, Sean. You spoil us. Man, I was so happy. I don't care if it was in character. I don't care if he was surly. I don't give a damn. You get an opportunity to interview Switchblade. Boy, was I happy about that. That was a good one. And he cleared up a lot of stuff. There were a lot of people that thought he was on a seven-year contract. Uh, as Fightful Select reported, he wasn't. He straight up said, yes, WWE was interested in me. No, I've never had a talk with AEW. Uh, go check that out. We've got Kyline Pedlar saying, at this rate, the acclaimed are going to be facing Ishii and Okada at the buy-in. Uh, well, not really, because our interview with Switchblade Jay White, Allie for the ruckus, um, that was to promote Battle in the Valley this Saturday, uh, November 13th. So I hope you guys also check that out. That's how I was able to speak to Switchblade Jay White. Big thank you to New Japan for making that happen. It means an awful lot to me. Uh, we've also got um, Brendan saying that was an awesome show. Two hours flew by. It really did, Robert. Like The, yeah. the incredible in-ring wrestling just made this fly by. Yeah, when you start with Brian Danielson having a killer match and end with a contract signing that makes you more excited for a match you're already excited to see, it, these shows are just perfectly flowing. And I know they won't last forever, but AEW is on a run that is almost untouchable right now. Zach Schimmel says, AEW has made me love pro wrestling more than I ever have. AEW is the best wrestling company. I'm with Alex. I hate sports entertainment. Love to everyone at Fightful. Thank you for everything you do. Can't wait for Rampage in full gear. I mean, the, the, I think the beautiful thing about pro wrestling is there is a company for almost anything Absolutely. that you want. Now, I do hate that Ring of Honor is going away, but I think Ring of Honor is about to resemble GCW more than it is the current Ring of Honor. And I don't know if from a content standpoint that that's a bad thing. I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. And how about this? Those two companies I mentioned... I'm going to report some news on them this weekend on FightfulSelect.com. So subscribe. Father Lasagna says, 
I typed in humperchats.com into my browser, yet none of you are the sexy MILFs in my area. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Jesus Christ. And Jambeard said that dynamite humped five out of five. Well, let's get right into it. So um, I watched this show with a loved one who does not watch a lot of wrestling, and they said, I love that AEW jumps right into a match. Yep. And so mm-hmm. do I. Robert, if you're gonna if you're gonna be what WWE isn't, go ahead and be what they aren't. And Rocky Romero, the true forbidden door, is the way to do that. Yeah, I watch this show with a friend every week and I turned to him and I said, you know, I just realized they never do the 20 minute promo and they have completely broken that trope and it's amazing. And then Rocky Romero and Brian Danielson have a killer match and Brian looks as good as he ever has. I don't know if that's just the motivation, but he went from saying, you know, I walked out of WrestleMania thinking I might die in the ring and I'm just not feeling it. And now he just seems so alive. And this match was absolutely awesome with a gnarly set of submissions from both guys, but that to kill sunrise at the end, that was gross. Alex, I loved playing off the history of them training together in 2002. Also, I want to um, encourage you guys to check out Brian Danielson's interview with Ariel Hawani today. Oh, my gosh. So anybody that's watched me for the last few years knows I'm a dork for the MMA wrestling crossover. And it's like Brian Danielson has trained MMA for 20 years. He roomed with Lyoto Machida at the LA Dojo. Like one of my favorite excerpts of his book was talking about how it was he Shinsuke Nakamura and Lyoto Machida and Nakamura and Machida like spoke just enough English to not like one another in, in that house. You want to talk about a testosterone filled house full of competitors, man. And and we got to hear a lot of that on that interview today. We're getting to hear a lot more out of Brian, who has long been one of the most honest people, not just in his interviews, but he was honest about his in ring work. Alex today, he said, I could sleepwalk through my WWE matches, and I can't do that in W in AEW. <sighs> he's not gonna shill for them like that. He's it's he's always been brutally honest. I thought this was a good example in WWE. This would have been a good match in AEW. It was a great match. I thought. Oh yeah, no, they they uh, they let him absolutely go. You know, all all, all out like it's 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 the, it's this this thing that we watch. Um, there's a certain brand of in-ring storytelling that is exclusive to AEW, in my opinion. It is the fact that, like, we are going to tell a story with a beginning, middle, and end, and a bunch of callbacks. Like, all the whole thing of, like, of Romero trying to sink in that cross-arm breaker over and over and over again, and, and, and Brian always being able to lock his arms, not be able to do it. And when he finally did it, you could tell Brian was pissed at himself for not seeing that that was coming. And then he was like, how can I get out of this? And he had immediately, you can, you watch Brian Danielson in the ring and you can see him working like his, like the hamster wheel turning as he figures out what's the best counter out of this. Like it's, it's so great. And I, 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 what I also love little touch the, the, the commentators telling you the history between the two people and not denying the history exists. Like saying, "Hey, these guys in 2004 had this has this amazing match." Like th- this kind of stuff that I was like, "Oh, well, me- mental note. I'm gonna go see if I can check that out." 
Also, it's good to know that that history exists because it makes what I'm watching feel more important as opposed to never mentioning that these two guys, yes. hey, faced each other for the NXT title at one point. Now they're facing each other on the main roster. Never mentioning that, you know? Loved this match. Absolutely loved it. Joker 2258 had to make sure you get those numbers right. Says, seems like AEW's doing a lot of groundwork to get the audience familiar with New Japan stars during yep. the show. Possible start of seed sowing for a future invasion. Okada, Ibushi, Remark, etc. Oh, there look, here's what I like about this. Go though. ahead. Sorry. These people are obsessed with like invasions in wrestling and AEW doesn't do that. They just say, hey, we're going to work with these people and they're from New Japan and they're going to come in and they're going to have yes. a match and they're great. Yeah, you don't need to do an invasion. You don't need it. Now, I mean, I think I think an invasion is like when you have at best best served in wrestling when you have acquired those assets. Now, you could never tell that based on what happened with WCW and ECW. But that's that's how I feel it works best. That way you can kind of control it. There's not as much of a conflict of interest, so to speak, in, in that regard. But yeah, they've done really well at that. And before this show, we had Rocky Romero approaching best friends. And I mean, like he approached Wheeler Yuta and Chris Statlander as well and said, talked it over with Okada. I want you all in chaos. And Chuck Taylor was like, I'm already in it. Wheeler Yuta is barely in Best Friends. Orange Cassidy said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And Chris Statlander is like, what good will that do me? I loved this segment as well. Uh, Alex, did you happen to catch this before? Uh, I did. I saw it real quickly. And I, I went, like, like Wheeler Yuta being barely in Best Friends. Wheeler yes. Yuta, by the end, was barely of this earth. By yes. the end of tonight, he was barely conscious. <laughs> we'll talk about Bare that in a bit. Barely yes. alive. Yeah, it's so great. Oh, this was this was really good stuff. Uh, Robert, this is harmless. This is good stuff, I thought. Good stuff. And the seeds were sown with Tony Khan on Busted Open saying that, you know, we would learn more about Orange Cassidy potentially in chaos. And immediately I got a text message saying, is Okada showing up tonight? And... <laughs> That's not what happened, but I think what happened was even more fun. Well, I don't know if it's more fun than Okada showing oh. up, but you know, yeah. Lighthearted to fun. Eat, to eat Lighthearted their own. ShotKid29 said, best friends joining Chaos, Hangman teasing Ibushi. Please tell me this isn't just to mess with us. Whether it is or not, I like that a company acknowledges other companies. Positively, negatively, it's, it's all mixed. Like, not all of the WWE references are negative on this show. Not all the New Japan po references are positive or negative on this show, and I appreciate that. AEW doesn't usually mess with us, but I wouldn't expect to see the New Japan stuff happen like on Saturday. Reminder, guys, get your Humper Chats in at HumperChats.com. You can also donate on YouTube uh, to get your question or statement read on the air. But we do encourage you to go to HumperChats.com our Streamlabs platform. Also, please leave a thumbs up on this video. It goes a long way. Fallob says, obviously, Brian Danielson is afraid of doing the label lock and the, and the knee now that Kenta is back in the country. That's why we saw the tequila sunrise. Well, we also see it because the producers and coaches there don't really give a shit what he uses to finish a match with. Yep. And he is like, you know what? I think I'll go the Jonathan Gresham route and just finish somebody with something different every time to show you that I can to make this match 
more of uh, unpredictable. To me, I think his finisher is holding people by the arms and stomping them out because that's <laughs> what usually precedes it. And by, and by then, whoever he's facing is like, all right! <laughs> They the only reason they're not tapping out to that is because he's holding their arms. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Glennie says, "Love the beards for No Shave November. Keep it up, guys." Well, I mean, I trim mine a little bit, but I mean, we we just usually have beards anyway. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of the uniform for podcasters. Yep. <laughs> Hollywood Jackson says, "I love the fact that you have humper chats now." I'm from the Caribbean, and Super Chats aren't available here. Huge crush on Denise. Sorry for that, Hollywood <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> Have a crush on that broad? Can't be me. <laughs> I told her she needs to monetize that. I was like, you need to own it, monetize it, and shame <sighs> anybody else who uses it. Uh, but he says, <laughs> but I guess Alex pretty boy Palowski will have to do. <laughs> what? You're talking about that broad that's down not, there? That's not what I was expecting today. <laughs> oh, that broad Alex Palowski? No yep. way. Yep. No wonder WDB hasn't hired him. That's me. Uh, yeah, the Humper Chats guys, by the way, uh, not to tout these, but, you know, we're pushing them. Um, if you're not there live... You can leave them uh, if if you're like you can't tune into the show live. You can leave it for us, and we'll catch it later. So that's another benefit. Uh, really, really glad you guys are enjoying this. A uh, white trash Tyler says, uh, "Hey guys, really enjoyed Dynamite tonight. Still wondering if we'll see any of the ROH talent debut at Full Gear, or do they let the wrestling do their talking this time around? I'm headed to Minnesota on Friday and couldn't be happier. I haven't asked." I have spoken to like probably a dozen ROH wrestlers so far. I would be surprised if we saw any at full gear because they still have final battle. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure there, the people that worked at ring of honor were happy there. They were happy there. Like make no mistake. ROH was good to their talent until this happened over the last couple of years. So um, I'd be surprised. But after that, I think it's like the, the, New Year's show they're doing? I think it's fair game. Yeah. Valab says, rocking double monitors for full gear and Battle in the Valley. A good thing Battle in the Valley has a West Coast start time. Hopefully main events won't overlap. I can't wait to watch Battle in the Valley. Uh, Alicia Ellis says, do you guys expect any surprises at full gear? What do y'all think? You know, you know, for the first time, I was thinking about it and I thought... They don't really need them. No. They really don't. I mean, you could always get one, and nobody's going to complain if there was a major surprise, but they don't really need it. You'd have to space it right, because I feel like the the end of the show is usually where you do the big surprise, and that's not necessary, and in fact would take away from the end of this amazing build you've been doing for two two plus years uh, of, of we, what we assume is Hangman defeating Omega. Maybe you could figure out a way to, to do like a mid a middle of the show, big reveal or debut or a big turn maybe. Yes. But I, I don't, I don't think it's necessary in the show. Brendan trying to get banned from our chat says Tony D getting his face kicked in by Brian Danielson, please. <laughs> Brendan, what are you doing? My man. I'm walking here. <laughs> I love me. Some Sova says you don't like this label lock. Take a tequila sunrise instead. Very nice transition. It looked like Rocky Romero very much was like, yeah, ow. No, I, yeah, I'm not going to do No, we're not doing this. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, I loved it. 
Uh, Mark says, AEW has demonstrated they don't tease things they don't intend to deliver on at some point. If you think people went crazy for Kaze ni Nare, imagine the noise when Okada's coin noise hits. Oh, God. That would... Boy, that's next level. I mean, I don't see Kenny... I don't think anybody with eyes sees Kenny beating Hangman. But if he was to beat Hangman, hearing the coin drop would be the way to get the pop. Um, So we've got... Ryan, or it's, I always keep on calling him Ryan B. Jam, and I will here, here and there, here and there, because that's what I knew him as. He says, they are now chaos friends, poor Yuda, R.I.P. So, Yuda gets his ass whipped by Wardlow, and I, I just want to bury Horowitz, pat myself on the back here, because I, unlike most people, watch everything. Sadly, I watch everything. I can tell you what feuds aren't happening on main event that a bunch of you pretend are happening on main event because somebody tweets about it. On October 20th, I was watching Dark, and I noticed there was a spot in the Wardlow match where the crowd really wanted him to powerbomb his opponent again. And he acted like he was going to do it, then he didn't. And in my mind, I was like, I wish he would have. And I even said, that's one of the things I would love for him to do. Give in to that crowd. Mm-hmm. And MJF's like, why do you care? Why do you care about these losers? Mm-hmm. Tonight, oh boy, did yeah. he give in to that crowd, Alex mm-hmm. Pawlowski. Yeah. He powerbombed Wheeler Yuta. I think it was 83 times. Yeah, Wheeler Yuta, who I think just got cleared after he was dropped on his noggin by Moxley a few weeks to ago. Hell with that. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you're alive? Not anymore. Um, uh, that was great. And I, I, I was, I was watching, I was like, man, Wardlow's got a lot of like baby face Lesnar in him. Mm-hmm. Like just this guy that, or baby face brawn, like guy that we just love to watch destroy people and things. Yes. And maybe he's not a baby face per se, but he is an implement of destruction. We want to see destroy things. And that's a fun thing for for somebody to to, to like hell nine one one was that and only that and nothing else yes. and he was the most over thing in early ECW. Well, besides the time that he and Tank Abbott pulled knives on each other in WCW, <laughs> that was something. That was something. Uh, Robert, I thought this was good stuff. Wheeler Yuta doesn't need to win. Um, Wardlow not, did. Not Wardlow hasn't won on a dynamite in a while, so Wardlow needed to win. I miss the pinnacle together and i'll talk more about that later but that was my only gripe with this is i miss all five of those guys together we're still getting super chats about the brian danielson match in in a match that nobody thought he was gonna lose and i love it uh, miguel says what if danielson loses to miro and then okada debuts after the match and hits him with the rainmaker <laughs> okay yeah i, I mean know. there's a lot of worse things what if that sounds awesome <laughs> what if the greatest thing ever were to happen yes. yeah what yes. if what if it would be what awesome if? and and the the wonderful situation of this is it's possible but not really because okada is going to be a battle in the valley if he's going to be anywhere so it's not possible uh so uh but just it's possible that this happens at some point, but he'll be in California on Saturday. That one true dude says, I know Fightful is having record profits, but I wouldn't mind if Tony uh, got budget cut. 
Listen, man, there's a thing. I've always said I want to I want to be loved or hated. Nothing in between. So if you love the Tony D'Angelo thing, you want to see me do it for two hours straight on Tuesdays, awesome. If you don't love it here, I'm sorry. When people pay money to request it, I got to do it. Sorry. I, w- I was happy with that show breaking even, and now it's making money. <laughs> yeah. So uh... yeah, look, look at that, too. I mean, it's been like two weeks, and people are already turning on Tony D'Angelo. Fickle. <laughs> <laughs> Darren says Okada in Chicago in two weeks. Um, may I don't know what the the New Japan schedule is like right now. <clears throat> uh, Jam Beard says Wheeler Yuta equals the Yamka of AEW. Ha! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd Guru says WWE said they're Marvel. As of now, AEW is far more similar, and they acknowledge and use the multiverse and make everything canon, like Marvel. That's yeah. It. WWE stars. is Marvel doing animated films, and AEW is DC's animated films, and they're just crushing them. There you go. There you go. We had Thunder Rosa, Ty Conti, Anna Jay defeating Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Rebel. One of my favorite spots in this was that, um, uh, by the way, Yamcha. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Sorry. I, I read these super chats pretty fast, guys. I think y'all will be all right. Um, but the Thunder Rosa flying body press to the outside, she absolutely planted Jamie Hayter. Mm-hmm. This didn't need to be um this didn't need to be like the big Matt classic. We had a few of them already. This was to establish a win for the baby faces ahead of the Britt Baker match and Britt Baker to cower out and be like, not that important to me. Robert, I thought this was was fine. This was great. This served a great purpose. I just think to myself, when Ty Conti got released from WWE, I said with some friends, oh, well, she wasn't really doing anything there. You know, maybe she gave it a shot. Maybe wrestling's not for her. Then she shows up in AEW and she absolutely kills it. So good for her. I can't wait to see the match on Saturday. And this match was good. Flim Flam Andrew says, what if more Thunder Rosa, though? Well, they found a way to uh, shoehorn her onto the Saturday show, as yep. they should, because yeah. she's going to get a big pop there. Um, Alex, I like this match. I like them adding her to Saturday, because why not? Oh, absolutely. I, I love the baby faces having matching gear, even though they're yeah. not really in a, in a team aside from uh, Ty J. Um, but I, I am... Uh, yeah, I, I, I love the, the crossbody as well. Jamie Hayter does a thing where she jumps into them. Yes. She just jumps into being cross-bodied, so they always look way more impactful. I think that's that's awesome. But I really love the storytelling at the end where 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 Ty Conti was like, I'm, I'm going to really hurt your friend, Britt. You want to come yeah. in here and stop me? And Britt's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'll see, I'll see you at the pape. I'll see you at the pape, hon. And I thought that was awesome. Like It was a really good way of like establishing that Ty Conti is a killer and, and, and also that Britt Baker is either, you could interpret it, afraid of Ty Conti as mm-hmm. the as announcer said it or she's just being a clever like a a, a champ who's being cagey and I like I like that I like I think it's a really good storytelling device also people um noting in the chat which was pretty obvious Thunder Rosa checking on mm-hmm. <laughs> on Jamie Hayter after that splat this was good effective stuff I thought uh we saw Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho promo package I like that I like that Ruby Soho is also in the like always breaking up fights. 
Yes. Like when fights need broken up with men, they're like, get Ruby yep. now. Uh, this happened with CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Effective, simple. They're in the parking lot. They want to fight each other, Alex. Well, yeah. I mean, um, uh, uh, that promo video, that package, the vignette they did with Eddie cutting a promo and just like he was, it was uh, over all that. God, it was one of the, it was a perfect two minutes. Like it, it's nothing has ever sold me more on uh, by itself on a pay-per-view match than that. Plus Eddie Kingston's amazing um, essay autobiography oh that, he, that, that came out yesterday. Like here's the thing that I, that it just doesn't make any sense to me that like when you really think about it, this thing, this punk and Eddie thing happened because because Eddie was pissed he lost to Brian Danielson and then he interrupted Punk's interview time. And that was what, like 10 days ago? Mm-hmm. And it feels like this feud has been white hot for 15 years. Like that's what that, that promo battle they had last week did and what that promo uh, package they had last night did. And, and Eddie's, Eddie's heartfelt, this is who I am. This is why you should want me to beat CM Punk who is universally beloved by the AEW fans. Like it is, it is my match. I am looking forward to the most on a card that features Miro (laughs) and Danielson and a three year build to hangman beating Kenny. I am for looking forward to most Eddie Kingston, getting his hands around the throat of CM Punk. Uh, Nobody could have Robert people far too often forget that. Promo is short for promotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're promoting something and far too often it just seems like, yeah, go through the motions. Here we go. Let's set it up for next week. They set up their pay-per-view match with one real promo. Yeah. They've had three segments and two out of the three were about 30 seconds in length. And this, this feud works so well because it's two people who have a genuine beef and punk is like i'm a different guy that's 20 years ago why are you holding on to that and eddie kingston's like i don't care i know the real you you're a prick and it just it works it works because you can feel it and i can't wait for this match on saturday we have a few super chats about this and a couple more that we'll uh get back to as well dr sick actually that was uh for a different match i gotta gotta find the right section but I'll pull this one up right now. Josh says, could you see Punk getting booed at full gear? I don't know about getting booed. I think Eddie's going to be getting cheered. Like, so that's, Eddie... what Glenn, that's what Glennie asked. Do you think Eddie will be cheered over Punk? I think he... Punk is going to do some things in the match that yeah. will get booed. Yeah. I don't think he'll get booed as he comes no. out. Oh, no, 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 no. But they cheered Eddie over Danielson in that in that tournament match. They people, like people, like especially now, like that... That thing that 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 promo package from last night that I that I tw- just tweeted out the video got like a thousand likes in like eight hours. Like, and I don't have that many followers. Like, it's <laughs> a thing that like was retweeted by a whole bunch of people, and it, it's it's gone viral. Plus, that story. I don't know if you, if you haven't read it, you need to read his little autobiography thing. It has to be done. Like, I don't think they can hold off on putting a title on him for much longer. He is that beloved by the fan base. He is so great at everything he does. The stuff he does, nobody else can. That that promo, that that thing he did with Punk in the ring, and then that promo video from last night, nobody else does that. He's unique in that way. 
Eloquent says, seems like Ruby Soho is the only person that can keep Eddie and Punk from throwing hands. But that's that's the important thing because Ruby yeah. has a relationship with Eddie. They have a past together. That's yeah. why Eddie's getting a little out of hand. Get Ruby because Ruby can calm him down. Yes. It works. It works. We also have Daniel Rothenberg saying, do you guys have the same thoughts on Punk as in Cole where only three or four people should give him his first loss? Does Eddie Kingston count as big enough? I think it'd be a big win for him, but maybe it should go to a younger guy. They have convinced me in 10 days that if Eddie Kingston beats CM Punk, I'm completely fine with it because CM Punk's going to be okay. And Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston, okay, his booking in the ring Mm -hmm. is probably down here, but his promo always brings him right here. Punk is right here, and that will always, like a win over Punk will... Boy, that'll solidify Eddie. Eddie's gonna wrestle for a few more years. Yeah, in AEW, like he's not—he's not slowing down. So I don't think he beats him on Saturday, but I think at some point when Punk does go full heel, Eddie will be one of the main ones to beat him. This—this this is what I'm saying. This—this this feud has gotten so crazy hot, lava hot in two weeks without them really even trying. If Punk beats Eddie, let's say via some underhanded type mean like means on Saturday and later you have punk maybe becomes champion down the line and Eddie is the guy to dethrone punk like that would be an amazing story you could tell with arcs along the way Brendan says CM Punk likes Bret Hart right well I mean who doesn't of course he does stone cold match double turnish vibes incoming it's too early for punk to be a villain yeah but they have reminded you that, hey, we all love him now, but there was a time in his life where he was a prick. Even though he likes Brett, it's very Shawn Michaels-esque in that, yes, he's gone away. He's become a more happy, more fulfilled person, but there will always be those people who don't like him from the first time around. Baco says, expecting Rotunda to show up in a few weeks. Any chance he'll appear soon, or is he out of wrestling for a bit? Go Cats, F Duke, sat making Kentucky proud. Thank you. That means a lot. Um, and yes, absolutely, fuck Duke. But I think, this is my, my hunch, this isn't a report, um, I think he'll probably do the movie thing for a while. And I think yeah. that's probably best for him. I would, if I were him, I'd wait until a company has to have him. To where a company is in the position where they absolutely have to have a Bray Wyatt. They need a something like that to spice up what they've got. Um, and I don't know that that's out there right now. When New Japan starts bringing people back over, I think he'd be a good fit there. Wait and see where the chips fall in like with ROH and all that. Wait to see what Impact's budget does. Maybe they offer you a too good to, too good to be true deal. I think that'd be best. Sean says Okada's not in World Tag League. Maybe he's hanging out in the U.S. for a bit before Wrestle Kingdom. That'd be nice, but I yeah. doubt it. <clears throat> We've got Sean, another Sean saying Dynamite makes Wednesday my favorite day of the week. Love this company so much. And your post show is like discussing a good movie with friends on the way home from the theater. Speaking of theaters, I'll be watching Full Gear at one. Should be a lot of fun. So I want to tackle both of those points. I love the idea of watching a wrestling pay-per-view at a theater. And I'll tell you guys what did it for me. When I was at Double or Nothing and I was there with a bunch of media that are my friends, these are the people I talk to every day. And we're watching the stadium stampede on screens together. It was a blast. Like it was just as fun as watching it in the venue. And it was, 
it was just so much fun to share that with a lot of people. And you're going to watch something that everybody else also wants to enjoy together. I think that's cool. Also, I love that this show is our most watched show of the week for a specific reason. Because for years, Alex, I know you would see it. Oh, you guys just want to want to shit on the show because it's good for your clicks and it's good for your views. No, it's actually not. Yeah. When good things happen, our views, our traffic, our interest is at the highest. We want to enjoy everything. I want WWE Monday Night Raw to be the hottest show every single week. And I want AEW Dynamite to be like, let's beat that. Let's beat that. That's what I want. Yeah. I want fun. WWE Mark, boy, this is telling. Best go home show ever. Wish <laughs> WWE could do this. God damn. There you go. Whew. That one hit home. Uh, Shot Kid 29 says, Sorry, I'm a little behind, but I'm pretty sure I saw Wardlow's power bombing Wheeler Ute outside my window. <laughs> you can still send super chats on things we passed up. That's fine. Um, <laughs> oh, God damn. Uh, flow, for, flow Pro for show. Why are y'all going to do that to me? Why are you going to do that to me? I already stutter over my words as it is. But he says, just leaving the show. What a first time experience. The Ruby pop and the dark match was amazing. AW crowd and Indy was hungry for real pro wrestling. Robert, have you noticed that an awful lot lately, WWE and AW have been running like the same market, like right back yeah. to back. Arthur yep. Ashe and MSG, Indy and Indy, Long Island and Long Island, Norfolk and Norfolk, like within two, two or three weeks. That's pretty wild, right? That is pretty wild. And in some cases, they're running the same venue, like in Long Island. And I think it's telling who likes the pro wrestling, who likes sports entertainment, because there's always going to be a market for WWE, but it's good that they have some legit competition. As of right now, pro wrestling is selling tickets. Yeah. Yep. And sports entertainment is, even though the viewership's declining, it's drawing TV viewers. Think about... Think about when you watch an episode of SmackDown or, or or Raw, how much of it is just nothing? How much of it is just literally... Like, I did a whole thing on Sour Graps about this. That, that women's match on Monday was great, but it took 18 minutes from the start, from when Becky came out to do commentary until the match started, and nothing happened but entrances in there. Nothing. Like, it was like... Like, I would, I would rather watch amazing in-ring wrestling for most of the show rather than sit around and watch people talk for most of the show. They could definitely shave some off there. And you know what? So can you when you use manscaped.com and the code Fightful. Oh my gosh, guys. You know what you don't want to look like? You don't want to look like Cody Rhodes in a pay-per-view match when you're trying to take care of your nutsack. And Manscaped has the ultimate gift for you. 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. <sighs> Hair trimmers, ball trimmers, lawnmower 4.0 trimmers, waterproof, advanced skin-safe technology to reduce nicks and cuts, has a light to help you with your close shave, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer to help keep all that hair out of those delicate holes. It's got proprietary skin-safe technology as well. It also has the Crop Preserver. That's deodorant for your nuts, and it prevents chafing. It's got Crop Reviver. That's a ball toner. 
Also, crop mop ball wipes? Oh, yeah. Not just that. If you want to smell good, that refined cologne by Manscaped. They're like, you know what? We're not just going to take care of your nuts. We're going to take care of all of you. They got foot duster. Do you got stinky ass feet? Well, Manscaped's got you covered there. They've got boxers. They've got shed travel bags. And you can get it for 20% off at Manscaped with the code FIGHTFUL. I'm telling you guys, this is a great gift. Whether it's serious or not, you get this for somebody, they're going to use it. It's great stuff. Legitimately, we all have Manscaped here. We have all used the product. It is wonderful. Uh, Makes me feel a lot safer. That much, I tell you. Manscaped.com. Use the code FIGHTFUL. Also, hit them up at Manscaped on Twitter. Just say, you know what? I didn't even know about the concept of pubes until the Fightful podcast told us about them. And now I got rid of a whole mess of pubes. <sighs> Thank you guys for supporting us. <sighs> we got some super chats about that. Brendan says, well done, SRS, smooth segue. Not as smooth as your nuts are going to be, my friend. Your in-laws will thank you. Yeah, Glennie says no in-laws mentioned in the Manscaped read, buddy. <laughs> I I had left that. I had not thought about that once since it happened, and I feel bad that uh, we're talking about it now. <laughs> I love me some Sova says, SmackDown will be in Norfolk this Friday at the Scope and Dynamite next Wednesday at the Chartway Arena. Uh, I'm going to Dynamite, but not SmackDown. I mean, that's telling. I will say SmackDown is the better of the two WWE shows because yeah. Raw is just Raw. Ryder, get in your Humper Chats and your Super Chats. Greatly appreciated. Uh, a inner Circle come out, but ATT attack, beat that ass. We get some mic time, fortunately, for Sky and Ethan Page, who I'm set to interview on Friday. Very excited about that. Um, <clears throat> Scorpio Sky drops the little line. Ethan Page says, not only are we going to win, we're going to make sure that Dan Lambert pins Chris Jericho. I like this. This sets up a hurdle for them. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're playing a video, you're playing SmackDown versus Raw, and you want to win with that particular move but then you screw yourself out of the match showing off. They, I like that when they set Dan Lambert up for that power bomb, that Dan Lambert like really sucked at it because he should suck at it. Yeah. Alex. Yeah. Um, he should suck at doing the walls of Jericho. Yes. Of all the segments they've had, this is probably the one I was like, yeah, sure. The most. Yeah. Here's what. Because there wasn't a, a specific ethnic group or 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 gender or anything that was you, in, you know that was there wasn't a mess. woman who who had admitted who had has come forward about being gang raped yeah being implied that a similar situation yeah would would occur you know like none of that no that that's pretty nice yeah and really when you limit the mic time of Jericho and Lambert and you say. Here's Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky on the mic instead. Segment gets a whole lot better because then you let Dan Lambert be cheeky and yell about Florida Championship Wrestling in 1975. And I actually laugh because it actually felt more entertaining than anything else they've done. And I think we're getting Filthy Tom helping American Top Team and helping uh, Dan Lambert pin Chris Jericho. That's what I think. He's going to give Raja.com the, the scoop. He said yeah. it today. 
<sighs> oh, guys, I encourage you. Um, by the way, quick plug for a few interviews I've done. Switchblade Jay White, but one that went under the radar was EJ Nduka, the former Ezra Judge in NXT. We talked to him about uh, ahead of MLW's uh, War, Chamber. War Chamber. But a couple weeks ago, I interviewed Tom Lawler. And this is before I got the scoop that his contract was up. And I put him on the spot. And he was very uncomfortable. And it's worth watching because he knew that I knew, yeah. but he wouldn't confirm it. And he still wouldn't confirm it. Um, but I, I love that. that. Also, <laughs> I got to say, Matt Hardy, like, tweeting from his seat during everything, but especially, like, during all this, I loved it. Like, yeah. if you all didn't check out Matt Hardy's timeline, it's amazing. It's him. <laughs> I wish I could pull it up. It's his face, and in the background, it's Dan Lambert powerbombing the guy. <laughs> it was amazing. It was such good stuff. The funniest really part like of this whole thing to me was, was Jericho's ridiculous bright red sneakers. Now, they didn't look ridiculous on Ortiz, but it's the same sneakers on, on Jericho. And yeah. it honestly looked like he walked up going, how do you do, fellow sneakerheads? Like, it's just like, it doesn't feel like oh, it's man. authentically Chris Jericho at all. Joel says Raw would be much better if it was two hours. Yes, it would. When, yes. Raw, when Raw first went to three hours, it's when they had an explosion of fantastic in-ring competitors. The Shield, the Usos, the Wyatt family. Alberto Del Rio was on top of his game back then. CM Punk and Brian Danielson were around. So when they expanded to three hours, I was like, hell yeah, we're going to get some 15-minute matches. But boy, is that day, that day is long gone. Long yeah. gone. Uh, Brian the Dean says Jericho has to know that shtick is overstaying its welcome, right? You would hope so. A guy who has been as self-aware as him in his in his career, I would hope so. Zach says there will be no Lambert slander tonight. That segment was gold. It was. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know what it was gold about? Was they, they, we, they were we were set all set to get Jericho and Hager probably on the microphone and a but just like a six and a half minute promo and interview with Shivani in the ring where it's just Jericho saying things that he really shouldn't be saying on the microphone. And instead, we had the American top team beat him up on the ramp and and all the fans were mad because they didn't get to sing all of Judas. It was great. I loved it. Made a lot of sense. Eloquent says Dan Lambert saving us from the cringe inner circle promo greater than sign. H.L. Mad Larkin says Lambert yelling, it's called a Boston Crab. That was so good. <laughs> that was good. That was so good. Uh, Brendan says, the women's match was really smart wrestling. Loved Ty talking mess to Brit. Little things, man, mm -hmm. add so much. And I thought this was a really effective segment, the women's segment. Jam Beard says, Ty has the same feel as NXT babyface Bailey for me, and I love it. She's so easy to love and get behind. She's WWE's biggest miss in the last two years. Oh, they've they've got a lot, but she's one of them. She is she is one of the performance centers, yes. big misses. Yeah, I think we've got uh, wow, so many more. We've got Shazarn saying, "Would love to see a Forbidden Door Kenta versus Punk versus Danhausen versus maybe Sammy in ownership of the GTS match." I think Danhausen would probably sit idly by and do this. Yeah. Danhausen showing up at an A and W drive-through, trying to get a job at AEW, was the funniest thing I've seen on Twitter all week. It was the funniest thing I saw until he posted a screenshot of the Gun Club's entrance, 
entitled it Billy Ass and the Ass Boys. And then I think it was was uh, the, the younger gun, Austin Gun said, I am not an ass boy, to which Dan Housen quote tweeted and said, that is simply not true. <laughs> I asked him, who would you like to see join the ass boys? And Ethan Page chimed in and said, well, I would like to join myself and my tight tits. We can be called TNA. <laughs> <sighs> Brent Lockhart <sighs> says, Punkin' Kingston talking all the people into the building, inject it into my veins. Yeah. It was Colton that said he wasn't an ass boy. Thank you, Luis. Our, see, our moderator. This yeah. is this is why I sometimes I need fact check. Uh, <laughs> Alicia says, if Punk versus Eddie starts with a lockup, I will cancel the pay-per-view, seriously. <laughs> and and there are some people that do still have to be talked into the, the venue, as the last Super Chat mentioned, because... WrestleTix had posted this is not a sellout yet. So, oh man, see, I thought we were like way ahead of like getting getting ahead on on a one hour show, but it is it, it's AEW. There's so much to talk about. Yeah, it just ain't happening, my friends. Jungle Boy Anthony Bowens, boy, do I love Anthony Bowens getting these singles matches. Yeah, play play to the strengths, and that is Max Caster coming out and saying some wild shit. And then leaving it to Anthony Bowens to back him up. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it because Anthony Bowens is really good. Jungle Boy is incredible. Uh, this match was an excellent way to get Jungle Boy a win, to get the acclaimed on screen, to show everybody, hey, Anthony Bowens is, is really, really good. When Anthony Bowens finds that thing that uh, Max Caster has, that when he finds that thing that... Uh, that Danhausen found that one thing. Swerve Scott found it. Like you find that one little popping thing, boy, is he going to be a big star? Uh, Jungle Boy gets the win, but Alex, I, I adored this match. I I loved it. There was a great match, none all around. But there were a couple of things that I loved in here that I that I that I really wish I I saw more in wrestling because there's certain things that guys do in every match and not just like specifically one guy but everybody does like so many people do that thing where like they they grab the fingers and then they run up the 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 turnbuckle and yes. do an uh, just do a springboard arm drag and um jingle jungle boy tried it and and bones is like no i know what you're doing i'm gonna stop that in its yeah. tracks and do something else and then Jungle Boy was able to do it later because Bowens didn't have the counter ready for it. Also, where you run towards somebody and they like dip between the two middle ropes in the in the turnbuckle and they get out there and they do like the kick to your face. Yes. Everybody everybody does that. So, it should be easy to spot when somebody does it. And Bo like Jungle Boy tried it and Bowens grabbed him by the hair and said you're not going to do this. I love that Bowens not only has has Jungle Boy scouted but has all of wrestling scouted that everybody does this as a counter to this. Well, now Change I know to look for it. It was Change great. it up. There are so great. many little things like that that I scream about how I want to see changed. Whenever I see people who are supposed to be uh, elite wrestlers and they've got a chin lock slapped on them yep. and they're just sitting there like, oh my gosh, their hands aren't doing anything. There are no hooks in. They're not trying to sit out. Yep. One of the first things you're taught in a wrestling class is to sit yep. out and turn yep. into somebody. 
Whenever I see somebody shoulder block someone, their opponent lays on the ground and they run the opposite direction. <laughs> I'm like, are you going to do a running like elbow drop to them? Like, what are you doing here? I love that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, Zach Barber says, J.E. is now Dino 2-1-0. I don't know what that means, Zach. I'm sorry. But uh, he did pick up the win. Uh, Nerguru says, Bowen's repping Nutley, New Jersey. Proud of him. He rules. I did a great feature on him a few years ago. Don't mind patting myself on the back for that one because, man, people just sang his praises uh, during when I was reaching out to them for that. That was a whole lot of fun uh, getting to know him a little bit. So, uh <laughs> After this, we see Bobby Fish run out and attack Jungle Boy. Yep. And some stuff unfolds. But then backstage, what we see is Adam Cole run into Bobby Fish. Now, I, it's not a secret now. Kyle O'Reilly's deal is up next month. Yep. And Bobby Fish, he's introduced to the Young Bucks. And Young Bucks are like, buddy, we know him. We've wrestled him. We know who you are. But we're cool with him. But they're not cool with them. No, they're not cool with them at all. Yeah, they are not cool with them whatsoever. And we've got some super chats about it. Danny says Bobby Fish joining the elite. Oh no, I doubt it, buddy. I doubt it, my friends. I think we're more likely to see the indisputed era <laughs> instead of him joining the elite. <laughs> that there's there's like here's the thing, um, the idea of okay, so what do you do with Kenny? What if he's out of the out of the top picture? If Hangman is is the champion, and here's and what, what, and do. what do you do with Cole? And what do you do to with keep Cole? him away from? But you have this uh, this really interesting thing of who is on whose side. If if Kyle O'Reilly shows up, if if down the line maybe a month later Kevin Steen were to show up, are we gonna get Mount Rushmore? Are we gonna get the undisputed era? Are we gonna get Kenny in the Bucks? Are we gonna get? Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, Red Dragon together, but they both secretly hate Adam Cole. And so they team up with Kenny, Kenny Omega, who hates Adam Cole. And all of a sudden we got this awesome mishmash of guys who could, all their allegiances can change month after. It could be really interesting to keep all those guys at the forefront of AEW programming, but away from the top title. And that could be a really amazing non-title storyline we have with all of these guys interchanging of who's on top who's facing each other i i love it i love it so much not only that um i mean if kyle o'reilly pops up they they were the undisputed era it was just yeah. them for like six just months them. yeah it was and roderick strong did sign a new deal earlier yeah. this year what that means <laughs> that doesn't mean i don't much. know <laughs> i like i i'm not sure yeah um yeah, but it's it'd be a while before he could he could join. Uh, Nerd Guru says, for the love of God, someone in AEW gets ruckus to do his own version of shock the system for when Undisputed Era reunites. Hope WWE doesn't own that. I mean, they might own the trademark to that term. Ken Shiro says, I wonder if a reunited Mount Rushmore might be looking to switch out some bucks for some dragons. Well, then it wouldn't be Mount Rushmore. It's just something yeah. else. Yeah. Which is also possible. Sure. Nacho Man Normie Summer says, can't watch live. Just wanted to show some love. Do you see Bobby Fish becoming the clicks enforcer? Stay cool, Gabagool. Nacho Man out. No, I think it's happening like I said, like, right. like we said there. I, I, But the way he was introduced as this is a guy 
who's not a made man. He's not part of the elite. Like in, in, in the mob, you have guys who aren't part of the actual mob, but they're, they're contracted out to do the hits because then it doesn't actually get traced back to the family. Yeah. And that's kind of a cool, that's what they set him up to do. You take out Jungle Boy on Friday. Well, not all the way out because we want to still be able to get our licks in on Saturday. But like he's not being welcomed into the elite. He's just doing a little wet work for him. And I think that's top notch. We've got Phil Felice saying Kyle said all in during his promo yesterday. Lots of little nuggets going around like that. James Boris says the irrefutable epoch to AEW win. I'm not sure what that means. (laughs) The irrefutable epoch is just synonyms for undisputed era. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I like irrefutable epoch. That's really good. I run through these these chats so fast that I'm like, okay. (laughs) By the way, guys. Keep sending them in. I appreciate you. <laughs> Despite how dumb they make me look. Uh, oh, good. Brent says Red Dragon must live again. I think they will. Yeah. I think they will. They got, they I got think, the music. They got the music, man. It's right I think, there. I think right now, I think if maybe if, if Kyle O'Reilly had been booked at the top of NXT, he'd probably look at things and say, you know what? Maybe I'll hang around. He's, but he's teaming with Von Wagner now. Which would you rather do? Team with Von <laughs> Wagner, all due respect to him on NXT 2.0 and probably get released at any given time. Yeah. Or that's the thing. If you, if you thought you had anything resembling job security, maybe it would be different, but you can't, you can't honestly think that unsusceptible saga, the unsusceptible saga. Guys, please leave a thumbs up. I can't tell you how important it is to our show that you do that. Also a quick rundown of the shows this week. Uh, we had Listen Your Boy today. The Distraction on Thursday. You can also check out their additional content at youtube.com slash Fightful Distraction. Friday is the post-AEW and Rampage show. Uh, TK Trinidad and Kate Hensler will be doing that show. Saturday, you get Grapsity in the afternoon. And if you want more William Washington, well, you're in luck. He's joining Jeremy Lambert that night. I'll also be streaming the um, the Scrum but in the meantime, I've got a live Q&A on Fightful Select in the afternoon. We're going to be posting the Tony Khan scrum or the, the media call tomorrow. We'll be posting that scrum. Uh, figure hall on Friday. Alex is doing sour graps at some point. And whenever I get back, I'll be doing my own AEW full gear review on FightfulSelect.com. Oh, man. Sean's driver for this weekend says, in my opinion, this might have been the best AEW go-home show. Don't know if the Performance Center still has issues with people getting lockers, but I think O'Reilly's is going to be available soon. I don't think they got issues anymore, buddy. (laughs) I don't. A few of them opened up over the last year. Uh, Yeah. Uh, By the way, guys, if you start a rumor in our chat that somebody's getting released or fired, you're going to be banned. That's the only warning. Don't speculate on shit like that. That's not fun. We don't want that. Rob Reed says the elite versus future shock injected into my veins. Yeah. 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 And Dylan Bishop says you don't license dance away just for just fish. You know, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. They, they I think they had some ideas. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you guys are going to sit there and tell me that, Adam Cole just decided two days before yeah. the pay-per-view that he was going to come in and they had that banger of a theme. <laughs> come on. There was some planning there. I don't buy that. 
Although, did the, you see that thing that Mikey Ruckus was like the day of? Yes. Um, and for, for the Ghostbusters, and he so, like made it. Admittedly, I thought bullshit, and I, <laughs> I I reached, I searched, I looked into it, and they said no, not bullshit. And I just want to say, Mikey Ruckus Amazing. is awesome. He's so talented. But I wanted to find out what the hell was supposed to happen. That's how I got that Squid Games. Scoop. Like they were supposed to do Squid Game stuff, which they did end yeah. up doing for being the elite, but they couldn't get it cleared. Yeah. The syntax era. <laughs> the uncontested time frame. <laughs> Jam Beard says sending love and prayers for Jesse the Buckeye, who loved it when ROH's Quinn McKay ending a <laughs> and loved it when ended a madman on Twitter this week. Yeah. Yeah. Send our send your love to Jesse the Buckeye. We yeah. we just adore her here. Really she's do. wonderful and she's having a rough time in the hospital. Um, send her some love. Yes. Brent Lockman says, it is ruckus though. He's great. He is great. For all that bullshit people were saying, get Jim Johnston, get Jim Johnson. The man's like 70. <laughs> no, don't get Jim Johnson. Don't. Get Mikey ruckus. Yeah. He's doing great. He's doing awesome. <clears throat> Jambeard says, can we get Tony D singing the BTE theme song? <laughs> I mean, this is the thing about I, I love doing on Tuesdays because my boy Luis gets me the lyrics to things. I don't just have them in my head. So so if anybody wants to send me the lyrics to that, it's, I might it's do the it. elite, the the elite, uh, the elite, well, and then pretty... it's super kick party, super right. kick party. Right, that's okay. it. D elite, D D elite, D elite, D D elite, super kick party. Gabagool, have a do, have a nice day. I'm walking here. I'm walking it. The age of non-disputes. I'm sorry. I'm still going with indisputed era. <laughs> I just like that. With two R's. Yeah. Two R's. Mm -hmm. Signed upon says, keep up the wonderful work. Love you all. Wish we could get Yano over Orange Cassidy match in the future. We will. We will. Sawyer sends a humper chat that says, I would have enjoyed the ATT inner circle segment if it was pro wrestlers I knew and cared about beating up instead of some MMA guys I can't even name. Can't wait for this story to be done. Now, all due respect, I know that you probably can't name them. A lot of casual yes. MMA fans can. Andre Arlovsky, Junior DeSantos, both UFC heavyweight champions. Um, so, I mean, I, but I, I get it. I get it. By the way, uh, Ryan's power went out, guys, or uh, Robert's power went out, guys. Yikes. So that's that's why he hit the bricks <laughs> just to keep you guys updated. Nurguru says, here's my pitch. Thunder Rosa beats Brit for the title at revolution. The following dynamite. She eats an out of nowhere eclipse from Athena. Well, Athena would need to win the battle Royal because that would just throw everything like for a loop there. I would be shocked if Athena doesn't come into uh AEW. I yeah. Alex on my Q and a for a year and a half. Yes. Every single time. And the question happened every week. Every week. Who would you put in AEW from WWE? Mm -hmm. Who would you put that would fit the best? Mm -hmm. It was always Ember Moon. It was always Ember Moon. Mm -hmm. She is a veteran. She is an untapped resource of experience. She can go in the ring. And AEW will have somebody talk for her probably. Yeah. <clears throat> Honestly, not a lot of women cut a lot of promos anyway. That's not that's not a thing. Like in in WWE, if you're gonna be, like you have to come out and cut a promo, a twelve minute promo every week. They don't do that in in AEW. Like I don't like Ty Conti doesn't cut promos all the time. Like Ember would be able to come out there, have an amazing match, and then people would just get into her because of that. 
Uh, Alex, you're going to want to check your DMs because you have another assignment. Luis is going to take care of you. But Zach says, I feel like having fun, Alex. Can we get Tony doing Adam Cole's new theme before the podcast ends? Well, it's up to Luis. Luis, uh, but boy, Luis is a good hire. Yeah, good really hire. Is. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The Undeniable Chronicle, says Danny EMT. And Alicia says, what are the odds of Kyle O'Reilly staying versus leaving, in your guys' opinion? Um, I think it's I think 70-30 he leaves. Yeah. yeah. Mike Lima says, don't forget Bullet Club is waiting behind the forbidden door like sharks sensing blood, waiting for the elite to be weakened. Oh, that's true. I think that's when we, we see... That's when we see uh, Gallows and Anderson pop back up, too. Kings Road Wrestling just wanted to say hi. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Dustin Norton saying, Why no Miro talk? That promo package was phenomenal. Like, do you think the show's over? (laughs) We're not there yet. All (laughs) due respect. We'll get to it. So, Alex, what did you think of that Miro promo? Uh, I loved it because I love Miro. Um, I I love that there's there's a through line for all of this. And I love that he's connecting certain things. Like, it's like, uh, um, uh, Brian, do you know my God? Like, that's just such a, an amazing thing to say. And it's like, it comes, it goes all the way around to like, uh, oh, I love, um, you say you came here to feel alive, but you have to know you are pushing a man who is holding a scythe. So he's gone from the redeemer to the reaper. And he says, yes. you must say goodbye to your wife. So I can say hello to mine, and I oh. just I just picture Bree and Lana sitting on a couch watching that segment, and Bree looking over at Lana like, "Oh, that's how it is, huh?" Like I just think that there's there's such an amazing 
connection between them from before. They don't really have to bring up because everybody knows. And it's just so, so great. And all of these uh, Miro vignettes over the past month have been amazing and really made him into such a, a deep and rich character. I love it. And it takes 90 seconds. And he's over. He's over. 90 seconds. Simple, effective. He's over. Christopher Hart says, with Masvidal off the UFC card, do you think he interferes Saturday? Nope. I think the UFC would be pretty pissed if he pulled out of a major fight on pay-per-view uh, due to injury or due to being sidelined or anything else, and then did that. <laughs> I think he would be very. they would be very upset. Well, I was very happy seeing Lee Moriarty on Dynamite, teaming wow. with Matt Seidel against Leo Rush and Dante Martin. And boy... I, Leo Rush's gear. I even like that. Drew Nicholas says the Moriarty Seidel versus Leo Dante match made me feel pure happiness and epic. Reminded me of the first time I saw Osprey and Ricochet uh, in 2016 at BOSJ. Rush's Leo Rush's special and AEW is lucky to have him. I'm going to tell a story I've told on this show before. I was at the first NXT tapings after the hurricane in 2017. It's actually on my honeymoon. And we were like, hell, they pushed back tapings a day. Let's go to it. And I saw Leo Rush against Velveteen Dream, and I had never seen Leo Rush work before. Mm. And he did this, like, simple cut. He he turned, he ran, hit the ropes full speed, then redirected. And I just never saw anybody able to pull it off like that. And for all those dopes that were out there, yeah, I thought he retired. He's just going to retire again. Who gives a shit? If he wants to take three months off for a mental break, he can do that in AEW. He should yeah. be able to do that other places too. He's putting in great work, and Lee Moriarty stepped in and immediately showed that he belonged. Immediately showed he belonged, and you got him and Dante. Dante, who's building this groundswell of support. This was just a glance into the future. Three guys that are the future, and Matt Seidel, who's just looking on like a proud father, like, Yep. Um, that opening segment of this match where it was Dante versus Lee Moriarty just chain wrestling and, and countering and countering and, and kipping up and everywhere. It was just so great. And I love that that, that was the, that was over. And then Leo Rush tagged in because he wanted some of that. He wanted a little bit of Lee Moriarty. And Matt Seidel says, no, I want this. And Leo was genuinely upset because he wanted to wrestle Lee Moriarty. And I thought that was a really cool part of the story as well. And Leo is just the fastest dude I've ever seen. Like, I don't I don't know what his 40 time is, but I know what his <laughs> time across a wrestling ring is. And it's like that. It's blink and you'll miss it speed. Like, he's just amazing. Uh, I, I loved all, all of this. Um, uh, and he does that weird corkscrew like spinning uh unprettier thing that he did to moriarty which i feel like moriarty didn't need to kick out of because that thing looked vicious but yeah. i love that dante got i, I would have changed that i wouldn't have had him kick out of that I, I i love that dante got the pin um i love how how excited genuinely happy and excited that leo was that they won the match like it really when they're i feel like they are building to uh, darius comes back Yes. Dante's brother and I have a friend who's watched uh, AEW for for months and is like really really into it and mm -hmm. I mentioned Darius Martin he had no idea he existed mm -hmm. he didn't because because he was injured before he started watching 
And I was like, no, they were this amazing tag team called Top Flight and everything. But there's an there's people don't even remember Darius Martin, and that can be his hook. Yes, like I'm happy for you, little bro, but people need to remember us and they need to remember me. And I don't know what you're doing with this Leo Rush guy. Get him out of here. And that triangle could be really, really cool to negotiate. It's a it, it's a natural story. You don't got to sell anybody on it because there's nothing to sell. It's it's just it's that accentuating real life. Yeah. And then then adding to it to make it better. Brent Lockman says, the Moriarty chance melted my cold, dead heart. Buddy, when I saw him work, I think it was in person for the first time. I was like, I got to get this guy on an interview. And I was lucky to last year because I knew within a year he would yeah. be signed. Yeah. Without a doubt. Brent Lockman says, Leo Rush has been around so long. I always forget he's 27, but I, <laughs> I never forget how good he is. Incredible tag match. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Spicy says, need a Lee versus Dante match. Don't we all? That face-off? Yeah. They will refer to that in their future one-on-one of match. Of course they will. They'll bring that up in a in a video package. Um, we got somebody saying that Tony Khan came out and raised their hands during the commercial break after this match. Little things like that help, too. Yeah. Um, Dr. Six Fingers Esquire says, I hope Kyle O'Reilly and Darius Martin watch tonight's show together, just commiserating and biding their time until they can join the fun. Ah, there's there's so much good possibility here. And like a lot of people are like, they can't sign everybody. Oh, but you know what they can sign? The best workers in the yep, world. That's the true. most over people in the world. Yeah. yeah, they can. They can keep doing it. And that's going to keep stacking dark and elevation and rampage. And pretty soon you won't be able to say, oh, well, I guess I can skip rampage. Or, oh, it's just a jobber show. You can't say that eventually. It, it always feels like they some somebody will come out and I won't have what because I don't get a chance to watch Dark and Elevation every week. I wish I did have the time. I don't as a dad. I just don't have that kind of time. Like I'm with my kid all the time. Um, but every week somebody will come out and they'll say 19 and three in his last 22 matches, and I won't have seen two thirds of those matches. But I will. Uh, I will immediately go. Well, that guy's good because they mm-hmm. told me what his record is, and then the match I'm watching on Dynamite immediately gets elevated and i think it's great spicy special says as a black man i hope a couple black kids saw that match and fell in love with leo and lee like i fell in love with booker t and the rock as a kid yeah i think that's i think that's a great point and eloquence is black wrestling draws moriarty leo and dante showed out tonight leo might be the fastest guy in wrestling he is unbelievably fast yeah Rob Reed sends a humper chat about Miro, says they're going to try to murder each other and it's going to be glorious. Oh, it sure is. And Sawyer says 90 seconds and not only is Miro over, but so is CJ Perry, formerly known as Lana, who, by the way, doesn't have to be CJ based on what she says, Robert. Uh, I know that you were on that beat. She's like, "Uh, I I can use Lana. Um, Do you think we see her Saturday? I don't think we see her Saturday, but I think it's only a matter of time before she's around punishing Miro for failing her. And I think that that is the greatest arc across two promotions I've ever seen. This poor man has gone through so much just for the love of his wife. (laughs) Uh, HL Madlarkin says, both Darby and Leo move at light speed in the ring. I am salivating for that match. We also had a Darby Allen MJF vignette 
Daniel R says MJF talks about the four pillars, but Hobbs, Moriarty, Dante, Leo Rush, and others have so much young talent. Well, I mean, I think that's more the pillars who started in yeah. AEW and and all that, but the the pillars have a lot more support <laughs> now. Yes, I believe I like the video package that made a lot of sense. Um, Rothenberg says. I know everyone wants Okada, but I want Ishii to come over and wrestle and to interrupt an MJF promo. I think it'd be great. <laughs> uh, Robert, what do you think about that? I I think MJF wouldn't want that, even though the man is a saint. He started this week's MLW by offering, apparently during a phone conversation with Holiday, to compete in a war chamber for them. And I think MJF is an absolute saint, but he's going to be busy on Saturday night. That is an incredible shout, by the way. I like that an awful lot. Oh, boy. I'll tell you what else I liked an awful lot. Dax Harwood versus Pac. My this God. was like a playground of violence, Robert. Like, Dax has been a tag team wrestler. He knows he's a great tag team wrestler. This shows he is a great singles wrestler. Just He's just a great wrestler. There were a couple spots in this match. By the way, shocker to learn somebody bled in this match. There was an avalanche brain buster from Pac. It was, it was naughty. Yeah. Like it was. Yeah. People don't need to be going through that. And yet they did. And Dax Harwood is so good. You want to compare him to double A fine. This is Aaron Anderson, like prime TV title run, proving he can just do it all. Dax Harwood is so good. Uh, Pac is the wrestler that. Everybody knew he was, and you forget sometimes because he's not always around, but whenever he is, he just makes you realize he's one of the best in the world. And this match is just proof that you don't always need a storyline, a feud. Sometimes you just need common threads and just magic. This was magic in a wrestling match. Yeah. Uh, I I just I, – I, I love – I love Dex Harwood, man. He's just, he's so damn good. Like, he's just an amazing old school wrestler. Everything feels uh, like, not when I say impactful, I mean, obviously it's impactful. He dropped on his head from 15 feet. But I mean, like, impactful, like, it moves the story of the match forward. Like, like him staggering to his feet, not really knowing where he was after that brain buster and getting drop kicked in the back in between the shoulder blades and just dying face down in the opposite corner. Like that moved this story. Like everything that he does is so great. And Pac is like one of my all time favorite wrestlers. Just, just personally, I, I thought this was, this match was just like, it was a, it was, it was a candy store just for me that I got to be in walking around Willy Wonka's chocolate factory going, I want this and this and this and this. And it was all delicious. So, uh, Just Me Junie says, Pack versus Dax was absolutely brutal. It almost made me feel uncomfortable. Truly one of my favorite matches ever. Dax means men's underwear here in Australia. Well, hot dogs. <laughs> I, I thought this was an unbelievable match. Um, there, there are so many great matches that happen on Dynamite and happen in AEW in general, but this is one that will stick out to me for a very, very long time. Yeah, It's one of those matches that you... You don't cook up in your mind and say, oh, you know what? I need a Dax versus Pack singles match. And then you see it, and it absolutely humps as hard as possible. Uh, get in your Humper Chats at HumperChat.com. Unbelievable work. Afterwards, uh, by the way, Sean Blanford says, this is my first ever Humper Chat. Pack versus Dax at, at 
was pay-per-view quality goodness. Do we think there will be any big name few or debuts at full gear? It was pay-per-view quality. There were it multiple was. pay-per-view quality things in this match. The, the opening match was like, that's, yeah. that's the beauty of it. It happens all the time. Uh, any debuts you're expecting, Alex? I'm not personally. No, I, as I said, I think this is one of those things that doesn't need it. Like the, the card is unbelievably stacked. And I, I think that, that, as I said, the, 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 the big the big spot to do a debut is at the end and you don't you don't want to ruin whatever that is with with if, if we were doing hangman and Kenny if Kenny somehow wins if that's the story you really want to tell then having a major debut after that to like make the crowd go crazy would probably be the way to soften it but I I don't think they're going that direction well after this we have gang wars. Josh Cardenas says, are you guys surprised no Cody match was announced? Well, I would be surprised because they did announce one. They did. Malachi Black and Andre El Idolo against Pac and Cody Rhodes. I would very much like for this to end in Pac beating the living shit out of Cody and joining the House of Black. That's what I want. These three guys who have such similar backgrounds coming from three different places on Mm -hmm. earth who all traveled through the same area and ended at the same destination. That's what I would very much like. Also, what the fuck was Cody doing? Was he stocking merchandise? Why does he have to come through the crowd? He's not a man. He's part of my language. I try not to drop the F bomb, but was he unloading the merch? (laughs) What was he doing? He was was grabbing a soda from, from, from the concessions. He was trolling us by having to be the man of the people who always enters through the crowd. Like I, I'm fine with this with this tag match as long as there's a promo, um, uh, like a, an interview backstage where they're interviewing them, and just Pac just grabs the microphone and says, "Listen here, neck tattoo, you stay out of my way out there." And like that's that's what I need to like make sure that that Pac says, "I'm not associating myself with you." I just need to get my hands on those two guys. And this is the only way they'll let me do it because I, I can't, I can't, I can't live in a world where Pac and Cody are friends. I just can't like, it just, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. So Cody has a reality show. And even when he's not on the reality show, we've seen him regularly sitting at gorilla. So why is it that when your friend needs you, you're some, for some reason up in the crowd, I guess you're, you know, hanging out with fans, maybe, I don't know, but this was very weird. I want to see the tag match. It should be very good, but I'm not into whatever Cody did tonight. Understandable. Understandable. Uh, We do have some super chats and humper chats. You guys can still get them in, Uh, but Nerd Guru says Lee's uppercut is like Cesaro in speed and stiffness. Hey, buddy, I don't know about stiffness and, and Cesaro. Maybe he's using that blue chew. Uh, Luis Armand says Cody was trying to buy, buy a hot dog like a real American. <laughs> uh, Sheeta fan says, it's my birthday in a few minutes, so take my humper chats. Well, happy early birthday. And you know what? Thanks for celebrating it by giving us a humper chat. Yeah, uh, We greatly appreciate it. Cat says a Tony D Miro buddy cop movie investigating the identity of Fuego <laughs> two with William Regal as the police chief. Well, I can't improv that all at once, sir. This is why WWE studios was made, but they yes. haven't done anything good like that. That sounds rad. Yeah. Let's do that. If you're asking me to do that for you right this very minute, I don't think I'm able to. 
<laughs> well, we ki- we finished off this show with the Hangman Page Kenny Omega segment. And um, this was a contract signing. Hangman Page says, I now know last year that you were scared of me. You were afraid of lighting that fire underneath me. And Omega's like, no, I wasn't. And the, the beauty in what Omega said is it was rooted in truth. They did try to include him. They did try to do this. It it was a destructive relationship on Hangman's part. Yeah. He got in his own head a lot. But as it went along, they were just assholes to him. Yeah. And this ends with Don Callis, who's been gone for six weeks, had people all day saying, what's up with Callis? They removed him from the graphic. Brilliant. Yes. Brilliant of AEW to remove him from the graphic. Yep. And then it ends with Omega signing the contract in Hangman's blood. Bobo D. This is good stuff. We almost got away with no Callus. I thought Callus was just going to quietly go away into the night. That would have been great. But this was a great segment. I thought I liked it a lot. I liked the Ibushi reference. I like that Hangman says, you know, you've been where I've been and now I'm going to be where you are. I like signing the contract in blood. This is a match that they have been building for years and it's all going to pay off. And I think that's a wonderful story. I, I was actually ready for it to end on the handshake. Like I I, I thought that was a really cool, cool way to do it. Like I was like, I'm ready to see an actual, who's the best man between these two guys. But no, we, we had to get Don Callis, who, by the way, he takes off he talks, <laughs> takes off his mask and he has a fake goatee under the mask that nobody can see because he's wearing a mask. That's just hilarious. That is a good. That's good. Uh, now, before all this happened, Hangman Page said, you know, you used to have another tag team partner that seemed to mean mm-hmm. an awful lot to you, but then he outshined you. And he goes, maybe you've passed him, though. I, I love the Ibushi reference. And Mad Larkin says, Hangman bringing up Ibushi with some ice cold shit sent shivers down my spine. I mean, considering the nature of that, and there was a lot of questions about like how, what was the relationship? Was it more than tag team partners? They called themselves the golden lovers. There was a lot of like reference to that. And when you bring up somebody who is not just a tag team partner, but there's a personal connection with there that's beyond a tag team partner. It's, person i haven't referenced myself in quite some time so it's gotta be a sore subject that's a great detail in my opinion elray velez says my first humper chat is to say the ending of dynamite humped it certainly did and evie gray said mark me a mark but i was almost in tears watching it like oh my boys wait until wait until saturday yeah when when dark order is hoisting that him up on their shoulders Ah, Nerd Guru says, Dynamite, such a breeze to watch. Loved everything except Don Callis coming back. But I'm keeping the clock on O'Reilly's contract. UE versus the Elite. You mean EU versus the Elite, my friends. The Indisputed Era is coming. Roll Ortega says, it wouldn't let me hump. Two years ago, people said (laughs) Hangman is going to be force-fed and nobody wants him to be champ. Now we're so excited for him to win. Naturally, he should lose to build heat. <laughs> him being force fed is a part of that journey, Alex. Yeah, it's a part of that journey. Yeah. I've said it time and time again. When he said he wanted the title, we said, "We know, we know the drill. You're yeah. their boy. You're not one of them, but yeah. you're their boy." And 
as it turns out, they adjusted him. They went a different route. And if you tell, maybe you should tell another company, sometimes when you change course, you've got a, a good talent and you just change course. It can correct itself. Even if you wait six years to do it. Yeah. Yeah. This was, this was, uh, I remember at the time the whole like, well, who should, who should win hangman or Jericho? And there are people like, well, I should be hangman. Like, is like, yeah. and I don't think it would have worked had hangman won. Then, then he just, it wasn't, it wasn't right. It would have been, they, it would, he wouldn't have gotten over the way that he has now. Like they would have had to like say, well, we, like how long was Jericho champ? There's no way his, the title reign would have Six lasted months. that. Like, wouldn't it would never have lasted that long. Um, and this, like, um, this is perfect. They've, they've meticulously crafted this build to this guy to like becoming champ. It's, uh, it was, it's going to be the most cathartic, unanimous expression of joy in, in wrestling fan history. Like that's the way that it's actually built to this. Like we're all know what's going to happen and we still are going to react like it's a giant surprise. Like it's all of our birthdays and there's a bike and a pony in the front room when we walk down the stairs. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Jane Beard says, Don Callis pulled a fake, pulled a Stone Cold when Stone Cold attacked Vince after Vince locked himself in the cage. Fake beard and all. James says, controversial take, but maybe the Hangman story is AEW's version of Stone Cold Elevation, and it could be a similar turning point in the com- competition. Well, I mean, Stone Cold's a lot of it was because he was forced out of the ring and he wanted to compete, really, but he couldn't physically, and it felt like they were holding him back. The crowd was being prevented from getting what they wanted. Mike Lima says, this fight reminds me of CJ versus Omega and their violent pre-match press conference and brawl before Wrestle Kingdom 12. The Ibushi, the blood, Robert, it makes it more personal. Yeah, and it's just, that's what wrestling is for me, at least. I'm hoping there's a good, like, I could see them going 45 minutes. I could see them going an hour, quite frankly. And I think they'd keep your interest the whole way through because they are that good. This is that personal. I wonder if there's a part of the Bucks and even Cole that, like, celebrate with Hangman or show him respect because he is still their guy. They just went with the one that was more successful because Hangman was tearing himself apart. Mike Lima says, the downfall of Kenny Omega and possibly the Elite will be must-watch pro wrestling, and it will be the thing that keeps Omega away from the title picture, as you mentioned earlier, Alex, which yep. is good. Bring in fresh blood, do it differently. Yeah. James, James Boris says, I know I've said this a million times, but anytime Coda gets mentioned, it melts my blackened, shriveled heart. The reaction of Kenny's face was chef's kiss, ice cold from Hangman. It is elementary storytelling, but that's all I want. That's all I need. Just tell me the story. Brendan says, with all these New Japan references, I'm glad I picked now to jump into it. Uh, Buddy, you could have picked a lot better times to jump into New (laughs) Japan than lately. I'll tell you that much. 
But he says, Hangman referring to Ibushi made uh, Kenny's story even stronger. Yeah, New Japan is not what it used to be, but there's still story rooted in this. And um, Raul sort of wraps us up. You can get a couple more in if you guys want, guys. But we are wrapping up. Raul Ortega says, first go home was criticized for not having enough wrestling. Feels like ages ago. Pay-per-view quality matches. This is awesome. On multiple matches. Order full gear. Well, buddy, I'm not because I'm going to be there. I'll freaking be there. And Robert will be here working his ass off, and I appreciate you for it. Oscar says, kick out of the one-winged angel will be the culmination of the journey. The moment Kenny realizes Hangman is his doom. That's definitely going to happen. Got to happen. It's got to happen. I'm with you, Oscar. And uh, Alex, I believe you have some lyrics. I do. I do. For you, Zach Schimmel. Here we go. You know it's all about the boom, Adam Cole, baby. You know it's all about the boom. Yeah, yeah, baby. My name's like a torch in a tank full of propane. Bring heat, bring steam. I douse the whole place in gasoline sky high. Bomb track. I finally ruptured that jetpack. Everybody's bracing the impact. The rally car rolls. You fade black. No, I can't ignore this is what you've waited for. Fire in the hole, and then we shot. You'll know it's all about the boom. Out of hole, baby. Now, Tony, most people in your circumstance don't actually admit that they're committing arson, but that's a wise choice on your part. So good for you. <laughs> yep. Just me, Junie says Broken Omega versus Okada. Oh, but that sounds like a blast yeah. to me. And Johnny Scar says, was that Don Callis or Howie Mandel? <laughs> uh, you know um, what? I would like to see Don Callis doing like a Bobby's World rendition. I would like to see that in the future. Um, Mark Losper says, gun to your head. Each guy on Fightful does Hangman kick out of the one-winged angel on Saturday. Yes. Yeah. He, he, sh- he should. They may be protecting that forever. And if so, he just doesn't get put just doesn't happen yes uh same thing nerd guru jeff says enjoy aew full gear sean uh see you next week i will quotations are not and i appreciate you and i love me some soba says alex is a national treasure we must protect him at all costs all costs brent lockman says standing freaking ovation i'll tell you how you can support him uh subscribe to fightfulselect.com watch sour graps twice a week tell him about it alex you can follow me on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. Uh, I'm usually tweeting jokes about stuff. Bu- um, tweeting bullshit. Bullshit that people the people don't like. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm such a heel. Uh, but you can you can uh, you can find me uh, on the Fightful Select twice a week, uh, talking uh, Raw late night after the Sean and Denise. I'm gonna go live on Fightful Select talking Raw uh, this this week. The SmackDown one is going to be different because I weaseled my way into the post-full gear show. It's going to be me oh and Jeremy God. Lambert and Will Washington. It's going to be the distraction meets Grapsity meets Sour Graps in a three-way dance. It's going to be awesome. Looking forward to the four-hour review there. <laughs> uh, uh, Jeremy won't allow it. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy's going to be fast. Earth 18 says, Super Click ditch Kenny for Hangman only to dump him for Steen. There, there's there's a lot that could <sighs> unfold there, and I 
with Kevin Owens possibly coming in, with Kyle O'Reilly possibly coming in. Yeah. That's another reason they don't need debuts on Saturday because by February, you're going to have a whole slew of people you can debut. Yeah. Robert, you're going to be here all weekend, Robert. And uh, again, I want to thank you. I want to thank Jeremy and Gisberto and Ryan Cook ahead of time because you all put in an insane amount of work on these AEW weekends. Uh, But I guess tell them what I just said. Yeah, look, I'm here all weekend, but I'm also all over the place on social media at Dude Felice. I'm going to be on Twitch in a little bit at Dude Felice on Twitch. I'll talk about the AEW segments I didn't get to talk about on this show because my internet sucks. And yeah, we'll have some fun. Show him some love, guys. We would greatly appreciate it. And like I said, get your Humper Chats in, whether we're on the air or not. You can send them in and we'll read them on the next show. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.